Ladies and gentlemen, episode number six. Lou, congratulations, my friend. Congratulations. We made it past the milestone. I remember five was a milestone, right? Yeah. Five was a milestone in my mind. It's just such a beautiful round number. But yeah, we are at number six. Number six, bro. We are closer to 10 than we were last week. Yeah, we're Think like officially that. past the halfway mark. <laughs> Bash, congratulations to you, good sir. Congratulations thank you, to thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. I just, I just like to thank my mom. And uh, <laughs> I love how you go to, I just want to thank my mom. And I'm going to do a Conor McGregor thing here, but we won't go into that. <laughs> no, we are not going to go into that. If, if, Guys, just take Conor McGregor in the in the comments and let's see if yeah, yeah. he comes in. Uh, he likes to thank absolutely. <laughs> no, stop, stop, stop. We ain't going to do that. We ain't going to do that. But we are back. Uh, as always, huge shout out to all our viewers, our subscribers, our followers. Thank you so much for all the engagement. Thank you for the views. Thank you for the shares. Um, please, but guys, I mean, let, let's see a bit more comments because we want to hear from you guys. You know, Lou and I, we see the views. We see the engagement, the sharing, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we're like, Okay, but what do they want to hear? What do they want to hear from us, you know? So, I don't know, Lou, any encouragement for the guys to share something with us? Yeah, man. I'm like, after episode five, I go through the subtle art of being awkward. And, now, and then there was no comments and it left me feeling more awkward. So, I don't know. <laughs> the, the audience pulled a no reverse card on me, man. Uno because reverse. I'm like, well, that's awkward. I don't know if anyone agrees with me now. <laughs> well, listen, dude. As The main thing is this, right? Yeah. You just got to make sure that you followed your own advice. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I definitely try and do that. Sometimes, sometimes it's horrible. But yeah. hey, School of Hard Knocks is a good teacher sometimes. <laughs> That's good. But, but listen, I, I, I will say this, that I think we do need to just give it some time to mellow in because I've still been getting feedback about the first four episodes, uh, three or four, you know, where we were talking yeah. about the process. You know, yeah. and uh, and actually tonight before this recording, you know, someone told me again is like, they were like, like, dude, you don't understand how much this generation needs to hear what you guys were saying about the process. Oh yeah. man, that's awesome. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I thought to myself, wow, because you know, young people today they're really finding themselves crippled. You know, yeah. they've been left to their own devices for so long, and then life is hitting them, and they're like, well, what do I do now? You know, all this stuff's like new, and it's it's first time, and you know, all that stuff. But if they just had some presence of leadership, some guidance, some insight, mm. you know, into these things of life, it would have saved so much time, man. And they'd be so much more ready, you know, um, for, for the big things of life ahead that we were talking about. Yeah, 100%. Mm. So you know what, guys, the audience out there, everyone that's listening, please don't be shy. We want to hear from you. Absolutely. Like we said, since episode one, we want to have a podcast that's driven by what you want as the audience, what you want to year about what you want us to talk about points that you want us to cover just to discuss not yet to necessarily correct you or tell you that you've been doing things wrong but just to give you a different perspective and a better way a better and way a better way man a better way <laughs> and um on that note you know that saying that says there's an elephant in the room yeah oh no 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 ignore the elephant in the room ignore the elephant in the room yeah, yeah, yeah. well today we're going to do the opposite what's the opposite but, but it's not an elephant right so i need you just to pay attention I got you. I'm focused. You got me. Yeah. So we are going to acknowledge the springbok in the room, brother. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go up the box, yeah. man. Oh, my word. But be before we go on to congratulate them, can we just acknowledge? I don't know if you can see it on this camera, but I've got gray hair in my beard, bro. After watching the, the game against France and after watching the game against England, man. Not cool, box, dude. Like I support you. A win is a win. Yes, I agree with you. But man, that is a stressful way to do it. <laughs> look, look, now listen. The worst part for me is, is that this is actually the first time that I've started watching rugby. You know that, Lou. I've never been one to watch rugby, right? Bro, that's the first thing your dad told me. He's yeah. like, Bash is even into rugby now, <laughs> dude. I, I, I actually don't know why it took me this long. I'm like, rugby's yeah. freaking amazing. What the heck? It's so what, cool to watch. What, what was I busy with, like, all my life? You know. But anyway, the point I'm making is that I came in on this freaking intense, stressful time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The opening match was, was France-New Zealand. I was like, wait a minute. What the heck? The match I watched after that was South Africa Island. I was like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> Next minute, we come in, and then it's freaking uh, 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 France and South Africa. And I was like, dude, what the heck? 
France. Like I mean, yeah. then South Africa, England. I was like, South Africa is the greatest rugby team of all time. What I have <laughs> seen them do in this first tournament that I am watching, Lou, I'm telling you, I got no words, man. You know, <laughs> that's what it is, bro. But listen, to your point, Rugby World Cup's been unreal. Final yeah. this week, Saturday. Yeah. Who you, who who are you supporting? Man, oh, it has to be the has to be the Springboks. You know, all blacks are like our sworn nemesis, and that's just how it is. It's just how it's gonna carry and continue to be. And the interesting thing is that this is the first time in history that either team has got the chance to secure their fourth World Cup win. Ooh. So there's quite a bit riding on it and quite a bit of history that can be made. Yeah. So to the box, man, I hope you guys uh, just win, whether it's another stressful win or not, just just do it. Get the things, do the things to be done. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they mustn't worry about our stress levels. Just get the win. We'll be okay. We will survive, you know. Yeah, I, I have found, though, that um, the games that were on Sunday night, yeah, my Mondays were right off. It was so bad. Dude. I felt like I had been through the emotional ringer of note. It was like so bad, you know. But to your point uh, about yeah. the fourth World Cup for both teams, but also South Africa has got something more to play for in the sense that they may be the only team in World Cup history to defend the title. Oh wow, that's cool. Because we were, yeah, because we were the 2019 champions, you know. Yeah. So um, they actually defending the title and going after a fourth. So let's go. Let's do it, boys. And you know what? From our audience, comment in the comments because I know the rugby audience in this country is divided, man. As much as everyone here is in South Africa, half the crowd supports the All Blacks. For goodness yeah. knows. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't know. Uh, no comment. I don't know what the heck. What my, we're my saying cousin, is there's a better way to do this, man. Yeah, there's a better way. My cousin stays in New Zealand and he's wearing his Boca shirt, bro. So, Oof. yeah, people mustn't come with stories. You know what I'm saying? He needs, he needs to watch out for hate crime, man. Nah, he's going to be okay. <laughs> but Bash, box, yeah, man, to, to, um, to that, you know what? It's going to be an exciting weekend. It's probably going to be a stressful weekend. But yeah, um, touching off of what we were discussing episode four, um, we kicked off basically with practical tools on what everyone can be applying on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. for their walk in the process that they're currently on. And last week, you had quite a bit to say in terms of, of discipline. And um, believe it or not, audience, that's sort of an ice or tip of the iceberg as to what could have been discussed in regards to that. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was quite funny. Afterwards, when we stopped recording, you know, we both were like, oh, we shouldn't have stopped. We had so much more to talk about, you know, sort of thing. But li like we said, you know, we are, we are here to, to create that environment uh, uh, to talk about things and to, you know, give people some time to process things. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, we can't just like splurge it all out there and then uh, um, people don't have time to chew on it, you know, that sort of stuff. So, I mean, guys, going forward, we're going to be taking a bit of that shorter format. When we say shorter, it's like an hour, but, you know, for us, that's like shorter because, uh, you know, on these kind of topics, I think last week was, was so cool because we had so much to rediscover. Yeah. You know, you, know Lou, Lou, you and I were talking this morning about that rediscovery process and how, you know, it's so important that when we experience these journeys with God that we actually take stock of where we were, you know, uh, uh, who we were, what we used to struggle with, you know, all these kind of things, and take stock and think about, wow, that's how I used to feel, but I feel, I feel different now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like, I, I used to feel weak in that sense, but he's brought me to strength now, you know? Uh, um, I used to feel insecure about that, but now he's made me whole in that. Yeah. You know, you know that, that kind of thing. And, and for me, last week, as much as you said, you know, uh, there was a lot to be said, but I swear, I was like just preaching to myself as well. I was like refreshing <laughs> these things, you know? I'm like, yeah, that's so freaking good. I must remember to do that, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was in the same boat with literally with, coming towards the end of the, the year, you know, there's always sort of that um last push kind yeah, of energy yeah, yeah. that's not going on. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this discipline thing that we were talking about, I need to um take stock and, and maybe just see where it's happening, where it's not happening, especially with the end of year sort of push happening. Mm. And it was it was a weird one because it's the first time that in a, in a very long time since I was in school, actually, where my end of year hasn't been with a company. So Ooh. essentially now I'm in two minds of like, wait, it's end of year for everyone else. But now as a new business owner, is it end of year for me? You know what I'm saying? It's like a weird one to, 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 mm. to navigate because it was brand new. It was something that I actually didn't even think about mm. until mm. 
until it came about about last week, Wednesday or Thursday. And the realization that I came to is that irrespective of whether it's your end or not, the, the discipline has to remain the same. Mm-hmm. You know, the fruit of that discipline is not going to change. And it, it's, it's something that I had to then go back and, and say, oh, you know what? I've never had to be disciplined in December before because typically I'm on like a four-week holiday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> now is December going to December like the other December's December? Well, that's really the question, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. I, I, and, and to your point, you know, that, that thing about w- working for the company thing, you know, when you yeah. throughout the year, you're waiting for that time off. You know, but uh, like you explained in the early episodes of, uh, of uh, Respawn, you know, you were saying that you, you embarked on this journey, which I think was, was it earlier this year, I think? Was it last year already? No, it was earlier this year. Which journey, bro? The, the small business journey, you know, starting, yeah. starting your own late, thing. Late last year, early this year. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, uh, as much as you've, you've kind of been in charge of your own time, as much as you've been working much harder than you normally would have when you were in corporate or, you know, whatever, uh, yeah. you you find that you need a different kind of rest. Oh, dude, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if I can put it like that, because I mean, last yeah. couple of years, I've been in that space in December. And because your time's kind of flexible and you know all that stuff and you're working yeah. hard in different ways, you know, you don't have a consistent eight or 10 hour day or, you know, whatever it is, but um, you have a, kind of like a different hard work uh, uh, um, element, if I can call it that. You know, and yeah. when you when you get to the end of the year in December, you see everyone taking off and they just, you know, they're relaxing and all that stuff because rightfully so it's holiday time, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But you kind of just realize you're like, wait a minute. Um, I actually don't need that much rest. I need a different kind of rest. That's it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need a different kind of rest. Yeah. It's, it's not the typical unplug and just throw everything out. It's just a, a bit more of a, how can I say, a lower focus, a bit more of a, a, a unplug here or there, you know, something yeah. like that. And can I tell you what I noticed was a, a massive thing that I've already realized now within the past three months is that it has to be a rest that's free from guilt. That's been a, a massive thing for me to try and adjust to because typically, you know, if you work in corporate nine to five, Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you don't have guilt for not doing anything because, you know, back at it on Monday until Friday, Saturday, Sunday rest. Yeah. Now it's being in, in the position where I'm sort of managing my own time, managing my own input that's going to result in the output that i'm looking for i have to now also balance okay is it a good time to rest now or for some reason i just feel guilty like don't turn on the xbox man you haven't earned that two hours of playing games or whatever the case is or this or that and ah it just sounds so silly but it's a reality that i think a lot of people can relate to and even people in in the corporate world some of them struggle to to switch off Mm. but it's not Mm. the switching off that's the issue it's don't feel guilty when you're resting don't feel like you need to be in this constant need to be doing something. I'm not mm. too sure if you picked up on that with family members and friends. Yeah. Is that the, the rest isn't rest because there's a weird emotion attached to it. Mm. Mm. 100%. And it is that thing. I like that, that word that you use. like, have I earned this rest? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and personally for me, I, what I had to change about my mind is that I had a, uh, a very diff, or should I say a very wrong view about rest. All right. I linked rest to inactivity. You know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. But, yeah. but uh, rest, the way that we should look at it is spirit-led activity. You know what mm. I'm saying? As in, as in where the Holy Spirit's leading us and he's tempering us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, I mean, you can go, you can go red line, you know, and go for it. And even though you can feel that there's, uh, there's no life, there's no struggle, there's like super struggle in this and, and I'm not getting anywhere, I can sense that I just need to pause for a second. Yeah. You know, that counts as rest. But yeah. you're still in a position of rest where he's saying, listen, run with this. Go for it. See it to the end. And, yeah. and however long that could take. You know what I'm saying? So the rest thing in terms of earning it is, is a tricky one. You know, mm. because it's like how we, how we spoke about entertainment in, in the earlier episodes. You know, people yeah. would rather be entertained than actually build or create or, or produce. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? They would rather be entertained and feel good from entertainment instead of that. But if we find ourselves on, on the latter where we're building and producing and, and creating, then we're always in rest when it comes to being led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. You with me? And, and I've had yeah. those days, dude. I, I've had those days where I would be working seven days a week. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even, even on, on Sundays, we go to church or whatever, and I get home, and then come that two, three o'clock, I'm pushing from three till eight o'clock because... 
I can feel right there in that moment the Holy Spirit saying, go for it, go for it, you yeah. know, sort of thing. And then there's other times where I know, okay, I could be working right now. Yeah. I could be. But right now he's leading me to balance. He's leading me to, 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 to spend time with my family. He's leading me to put the effort into, into being healthy. He's leading me into, you know, all these kind of things of balance, yeah. you know. Because like you say, the corporate world drives you to, listen, this is about your career. You know, and, and I mean, and I mean, everyone has an element of that process or a season of that process. You know, we don't really get to escape it because the world works on that. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and everyone has to kind of pay their dues with that because it's, it's skills and experience and skills and experience are the keys to empowerment, you know? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, and, and after that, uh, certain times uh, when people want to take that break is to get away from all of it, to physically relax, to get to it again. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But even when they're physically relaxing, it's the thing of, oh, you start your first day of holiday and it's like, hey, I got to get, get back to it in three weeks. Oh my gosh, my holiday's over. And it's like, but dude, yeah. enjoy the holiday first. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like the concept like you, you mentioned in the previous episodes of don't have a lazy day mm. because majority of people under the impression that a lazy day is going to give them the rest that they're seeking. And it's really not the case. And to your points, I can completely relate to it. I mean, when I was in the real estate industry and then in December, we'd always have the company getaway and then basically guys carry on working or take your December off, you know, yeah. it was a choice that they gave, which is pretty cool. But what I always found is that it never felt like rest. I literally had a saying and <laughs> disclaimer, this is my, my saying only. It's not truth for anyone that's looking to go into the real estate industry. But I always said the moment I joined real estate, my Decembers were horrible. Because yeah. that sense of relaxation that I used to have before was gone because there's always something, like you're saying, up here mentally nagging me, nagging, nagging, nagging. You know, as soon as the attorney's open, this has to happen. As soon as the municipality's open, this has to happen. And I never got any rest, yeah. essentially speaking. Yeah. You know, I wasn't doing much in terms of physical production and whatnot, going to see clients and showing homes and all that, but I was not rested at all. Mm. And it was horrible, man. And that's something that I had to almost repent and get a new mind mindset on is that but where am i looking to get my rest from you yeah and yeah. it was very much similar to what we discussed last week with discipline is that the emotions need to be taken out of that decision making as well mm. you know, my, my my rest cannot be determined by how i wake up and feel today it's about looking to the holy spirit and getting him or allowing him to show me like hey lou go do this bro this is good yeah. this is where you're sensing yeah. life and in all honesty that being tempered with discipline, consistency, and all the other tools that we're going to mention, it creates this beautiful work-life balance yeah. that really emphasizes being balanced, mm. um, that really comes to life. And you get the normal physical fatigue still, you get the normal tiredness, you know, but none of that mental clogging, if I can call it that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's really a good way to put it, that mental, you know, I mean, okay, let's take 30 seconds and try and define what that mental thing feels like, you know? And I mean, our viewers right now in the comments, you can put what that mental thing feels like because it, it is a clogging, it is a clogging, but it almost feels like your brain becomes a sieve. Mm. You, you know, like, like for me, if I had to picture it, like I'd be, I'd be like at a coffee shop, you know, and we're talking across yeah. the table, but people would be like, hello, are you listening? <laughs> you know, in, the, in those days, that, that's how it was, you know, because yeah. you kind of, we're used to thinking like in a line like this, you know, like, hey, these are the thoughts, you know, you yeah. know one, one at a time. But sometimes you can get so hectic in life, you have to think like this, where you're thinking of, yeah. you know, four at a time, you know, like, like that, like yeah. parallel, you know. And when we get into those things, what I found in the, when I was still incorporated in that physical rest thing is that how much of my motivation was based on fear. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I would be I would be motivated to be consistent, right? Based on fear of an outcome. Yeah. So for example, if, if I don't go and do my job, I am consistently doing my job because you know I signed the contract and if I don't do my job, I'm gonna get in trouble. That's it. I could lose yeah. my job and you know, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. so that, that mo a lot of that motivation was fear, and I think that's why the minute people sit still, they have this like gigantic to-do list. Yeah. You with me? But I mean, what I had to do over time is realize that, okay, but even though there are things to do, right? My motivation can never be fear. My motivation yeah. can never be missing it or, you know, all that stuff. Because why? 
we've explained in the process that our model, our d- design as given by God is to create, produce, and all these things. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So that major mind shift about how it feels mentally is often from a place of fear. Mm. Yeah, and that fear is a huge motivator, man. It's, mm. uh, it's not the right motivator, but it does work. <laughs> 100%. Well, it, it works. It gets the results, but the side effects, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. The side effects of being motivated by fear are hectic. You know, yeah. it's crazy. And, and one of the side effects I don't think anyone realizes is that take away that fear and there's, there's a lack of purpose to carry on driving you after that. Yeah, now you're <laughs> touching on good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> That's a problem, man, because yeah. that, that then literally links back to episode three, four, two, and one as to wh- where are you getting your purpose and your value from? Mm. What are you actually mm. rooted in? And, and something that I found so that we can go sort of into the topic that we said that we want to discuss with the consistency is that it is all linked. Mm. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And what I mean by that is that you can't necessarily, and not for a long period of time, should I say, is be disciplined, be consistent, but have your value and your purpose in the wrong places. Mm. Because that's going to shift then. You know, if you don't have yeah. the objective anchor, like we said, in Christ, everything starts to shift. Everything's like on a, have you ever seen those, 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 those platforms that they test um, buildings on for earthquakes? And this thing just goes Oh crazy. yeah. <laughs> but that's basically what you're building on. And as soon as that shifts, everything on top is going to either topple over mm. or it's going to stand one or two tremors. And then eventually it's going to topple over. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that just takes some real introspective or introspecting. Is that the word yeah. from the audience to, yeah. to sit down and say, but Hey, where am I busy rooting all of this on? Where is my motivation coming from? And something that I found is that when it comes to consistency is that I had to be really clear on what my purpose was, the end goal. Mm. Otherwise, I'd have no drive to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to actually ask you, is there, in your humble opinion, Sir Bash? <laughs> I like that. Let's keep Sir Bash. I like Sir that. Bash. All right. Thanks, Lou. From now on, henceforth, I shall be known as Sir Bash. Let's and I'll be it. Lord Lou. But anyways, carrying on. <laughs> Why do you get Lord? <laughs> you got Sir, man. Yeah, I was going to say Lord Bash, but I thought it was a bit pretentious. But anyway, you go for it. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, just so we can clarify this, in terms of consistency, do you think that it is possible to be consistent if you haven't seen the beginning from the end? In terms of whatever process it is that you're embarking on. So for example, yeah. right, yeah. with your tennis. Yeah. Would you have been driven to be consistent in becoming a better tennis player if you didn't really have an idea of where you wanted to go with it? No. Hands down, no. I'll tell you why. It's because if I don't have a vision of where I'm going or you know, um, what I want to achieve, I'm only going to keep going as long as it feels good. Mm. And when the going gets tough, does that feel good? No, trust, trust me. <laughs> it, it's My bro. It does even even to the point where I rolled my ankle in a training injury, right? And that gives me chills. No, it it was bad. I mean, I tore all the the the, the micro muscle fibers on the top of my foot because you know a tennis shoe is like really rounded because it's yeah. got a wider side, you know. But so when I jumped and I landed, my foot was more like this instead of flatter. Yeah. So the the, the edge there and it just went zoop. Ooh. And I mean, it was so hectic, dude. I honestly thought I tore my ligaments and and you know all that kind of stuff, you know. F in the comments. Yes, like please pay respects like right now. But thankfully, uh, you know, I wore a moon boot for for a day or two. You know what a moon yeah. boot is? You know that? Yeah, boot? yeah. You know, and I was on crutches because they told me just keep it off because I I tried to get a um an appointment because the injury was Friday afternoon and an appointment with the the X ray and sonar or whatever uh, was only on the Monday. So on the yeah. weekend, I had a moon boot and I was on crutches. Yeah. My man. Let me tell you the freaking workout of trying to get yourself around on crutches. Yeah. She's oh, all, all the, all the... not just the ankle that's hurting. Woo! You know, but even, <laughs> even after that happened, you know, um, if it was just like, oh, this is too much, uh, I can't risk this, you know? Yeah. Um, if I didn't have that vision of where I wanted to get to, or that purpose of what I wanted to achieve, I probably would have given it up at that point, or at least dial back. 100%. But, it, but instead, what I could have, what I, what I did, I almost said what I did do. It was actually what I did, right? Was that, yeah, yeah what I did was um, I actually put protective measures in place. Okay. And I realized, okay, cool. You know what? Concentrate. 
make sure that you your your form is right. You know all these kind of things because I had somewhere that I had to get to because if I played with the fear of uh, getting a very serious injury, you can yeah. never you can never go to your full potential. You can't give it your all. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying because of that restrictive thing. But it wasn't a case to throw off and be like, ah, I put my life on the line. No, listen, I'm not. I'm not. You know, it, it was about having the wisdom to say, okay, cool, I can still keep going. I just got to be conscious of this, or I got to just be careful of that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, it's a beautiful thing that you said there because in regards to the, it's just a. It's a very cool mindset that you had there. Rather mm. put in protective measures instead of dialing completely back. Yeah, and yeah. I'll I'll tell you what I've experienced and what I've seen other people experience as well mm. is that that dial back. We're almost very naive when it comes to interpreting ourselves in the sense of that as soon as we dial back, we don't realize that, that dial back is a quick spiral. Oh, that's it's like a good a, point. from a dial back to a complete shutdown. Yeah, and I'll give you an example: is like let's say you've been going to the gym consistently for three months. Boom. No, not even three months. Let's take a new, a new person going to the gym. So they've been going to the gym for three weeks. Mm. All right. Mm. Then on week four, they get a flu. All right. Doctor says, my guy, you need to cut it out. No physical exercise, nothing. Otherwise, it'll develop into this, this, and that. Yeah. That person, <laughs> instead of doing like what you did, putting in protective measures, they dial it back. Mm. And three months later, they've never been back to the gym since. Yeah. And now that's a problem because one has to then ask, okay, but why did you start in the first place then? Mm. Because whatever it was, couldn't get you through a one week break. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, a massive issue. And I've, I've experienced that myself with Jim. I've experienced that with, <laughs> with countless things that I'd rather not mention because it gets embarrassing. Yeah. But it's a real reality is that we, we almost, we place too much emphasis or too much, what's the word that I can use? Too much trust in our own ability to come back mm. to a task or to a, to a goal or to a, uh, what can we call it, a mission almost, if we don't actually have a proper purpose established, if we haven't seen the beginning from the end. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the reason why I'm bringing that up is that with consistency, what I found, and you can give your opinion on this, is that I'm not consistent unless I've seen the beginning from the end. Not the at end, all. The end from the beginning. The end from the beginning. Yeah, That's yeah, the one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The end from the beginning. Yeah. And what I had to come to realize, and this took some time and some growth and maturity, is to realize that the end is not always what I think it's going to be, right? It's not always the image that I want it to be. But if I understand how it feels when I get there, then I'm really good. Then I'm good to go. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. 100%. And I think biblically, that's also pretty correct in saying that, you know, we don't have to have what the end goal is in mind. But if the Holy Spirit that's the, that is saying to us, that's the direction to move in, mm. we move. Because knowing his character, we know it's going to be good and only good. Yeah. And not just for us, but all of those around us. And the reason why I'm mentioning all of this is to say, you know, <laughs> my sister, and she'll forgive me for mentioning this, is that growing up, she was always, so my sister, she's in the modeling industry, right? So it's a very, I don't want to say a pretentious industry, but it's an industry where how you look does mean something. Mm. Of course, you know, it's modeling. You it's have modeling, to look the yeah. part, and exactly. you, look, you look good, and you look healthy, and you look beautiful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she was in this industry since she was a teenager, bearing in mind she's now 30 years old. Mm. Right, so it's been a long, long time, and the one thing that she struggled with, which audience, please type in the comments below, was eating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dieting. Who, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Right? Who doesn't? Especially when you walk down that that, that snacks aisle in Woolies, man, and you just see all these new beautiful snacks that they got. <sighs> but anyways, so growing up, she had this issue with 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 eating and with dieting. It was extremes, man. It was from dieting to the the max, like. That can't be healthy either too. Just not dieting at all. It is what it is. What I yeah. eat is what I eat. What you see is what you see, right? That's it. And what I saw a shift happen was literally in, in the lockdown in 2020. So that's now four years ago and or three years ago. And what happened is that she started to see the beginning from the end in being consistent with her eating, mm. right? And she saw how it would benefit her. She saw the value that she'd feel from just feeling healthier, feeling lighter on her feet, looking the part, not feeling how down and out you feel when you're on a diet that isn't healthy for you anyways. But yeah. she saw the, the the benefit in being consistent. And she saw the, the end from the beginning in seeing that, you know what, if I can be consistent for three months and establish this to be a lifestyle, these are all the benefits. Mm. Mm. And my man, since then, 
She has been like the most consistent eater I've ever come across in my life. Sure. Apart from a mother that was jumped onto the train. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's like also another side effect is that it took one to be consistent to inspire the next. And it's like a, a nice little snowball effect. Absolutely. And yeah. it was a beautiful process to watch, especially with me being on the sidelines of seeing literally my whole life of one person that was not consistent with this because she did not see the value in being consistent. Mm. So now shifting, seeing the value in it, and now she's consistent. And then you see all the byproducts of that, which are only good. Yeah, of course. I mean, shush. Dude, what a journey, you know? Uh, and I like how you say it was the back and forth. Yeah. Back and forth and back and forth. Because I think I think everyone, you, me, and even the viewers, you know, can agree that the back and forth is the only consistent thing. We don't have consistency <laughs> in what we're doing. We are consistent in back and forth. <laughs> yeah. At least you're consistent somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I think, uh, and I like what you're saying, because biblically, you know, um, God's purpose, everyone's like, I wish I knew God's purpose for my life. Well, your purpose is to be found in Christ. People think that what they do is their purpose, right? Mm. But your purpose is to be found in Christ and you express that purpose through what you do. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, you with me. Yeah, so so your purpose is to be found in Christ. Your purpose isn't what you do. Okay. Yeah. But you express that purpose through what you do. Yeah. You understand? So so like you were saying, you know, when when in that example you gave where your sister gave uh, she saw the end from the beginning, she realized the benefits you know, mm. in, in maintaining this discipline and this consistency. It's the same thing for us is that, listen, if we want contentment, fulfillment and all these things, we understand we live in a physical world. Yeah. You know, we, we can't just live in this world and do nothing. It, it, it short circuits us, mm. you know. But at the same time, we need something that is beyond this world, that is greater than how this world operates to sustain us while we're doing whatever we need to do in this world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, for example, let's say, you know, controlling your eating is not good enough mm. as a motivation. I'm just going to control my eating. No, but what do you want to achieve mm. with controlling your eating? Because your, the achievement is greater than the method. You with me? It's greater yeah. than, than what you plan to be consistent with. You know, it's like, oh, no, actually, I just want to be more healthy. I want to be in better shape. You know, I want to, whatever it is, right? If you uh, um, put value in those things, right then it's going to be easier to be consistent yeah like 100%. you explained in the same yeah. way if we place value in finding our purpose in christ right then everything that we are gonna uh, uh what's the word get involved in or take on or everything that we're gonna start right yeah we are not going to look for things from it mm. as much as we're gonna have experiences in it or whatever you know once those motives become unselfish right? Then the emotional states of being in those situations don't affect us. Because mm. that's really the key. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a basic example, right? We, we all know it's common knowledge. Yeah. It's, ver- it's very well known. You got, you, you're saying, yeah, but you haven't even heard what I'm saying yet. But you, well, I'm you, agreeing you, with you, man. Yeah, you, 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 you're convincing <laughs> me. <laughs> you sound... Common knowledge that I am not the greatest early morning person. <laughs> Yeah, put it there, bro. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm really, I'm not, okay? I promise you, the only time I wake up early, right, is yeah. when I've got a, uh, um, an engagement in the morning, a very early meeting or something, or church on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, there is no other time I'm waking up at four or five in the morning other than a Sunday. Because why? I know in that morning on that Sunday, there's purpose. You know, there, there yeah. is... There is, there is a responsibility here that, listen, we're going to gather for church and we're going to serve people. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to have an amazing time in God's presence. We're going to discuss his word. We're going to connect. We're going to have fellowship. It's going to be amazing, you know? And, Ash, are you, sorry to interrupt. Are you yeah. telling me that you're successful without being part of the 5 a.m. club? Uh, I, I wouldn't say successful, but I'm getting along. <laughs> I'm still alive without waking up at like 4.30 or 2.30, you know? <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm still getting along without uh um what what is the thing, you know having three mornings before five a.m. You know how people wake up at two morning one Not. morning two morning three you know oh, yes, these guys are crazy. <laughs> one guy got, I remember you know to digress this one guy I remember he was explaining how he's like the reason he's better than everyone is that he's already had three days by the time people have had one. I'm like what? Ugh. And he's like six a.m. to midday is my first day. Yeah. Then midday to six p.m. is my second day. 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is my third day. I'm like, my bro, 
Okay, let's not mince words here. Just say you're doing a lot. You don't, it's, you're not yeah. having more days than us. Because this guy is having a thousand days in a year where we're having 365. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man, it's so dramatic. But, but, but to the point, right? To the point, what I've had to learn is, is that, and, and Lou, you know me. You know, I, um, I have this tendency that, ugh, look, some days, you know, I can be like, ah, I'll put that off. I'll get it done quickly. It's fine. Yeah. You know, sort of thing. But the, the point I wanted to make is that I still have to be deliberate. Yeah, about what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? We we have this perception that we reach a point where things become automatic, right? Okay. So, for example, you you said three months to establish a habit. Yeah. All right. You know, even after three months, if you're not deliberate about that habit, you still won't establish it. Mm. You still won't maintain it. It's because so because what happens every time we have the opportunity to choose what we want to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think I think sometimes people underestimate the decision-making in that process. So let, let me give you an example, right? After tonight, I promise you, after this recording, I am not planning to wake up very early tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. We established <laughs> this in episode four. Yeah, yeah. When I say very early, I mean like 5.30 or, you know, whatever it is. I'm, I'm not going to be doing that, right? But, you know, it is always a good idea to wake up as early as you can. Yeah. You sleep, sleep is important. You need sleep to, to regenerate your body, to... You know, to move your short-term memory to long-term memory, brain health, you know, all these mm. kind of things, energy. Sleep is so important, you know. So you always want to be in a position where, you know what, I can actually say, okay, cool. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up, let's say, quarter to seven, whatever. I'm giving an example, you know, yeah. and, and actually push for it. But now, what happens in the morning, all right, and this is oftentimes uh, uh, I, I put myself in the trap. Like, oh, I'm just going to wake up early. But yeah. I wake up early with no objective. Ooh, then you spend the first two hours doing jack squat, bro. <laughs> Marata, Marat. Dude, not even that. You know, some mornings I'm like, I don't know what this alarm is. This alarm's from hell. Get out of here. You know, kind of thing, you know. And, and uh, you know, funny. like you said, you wanted to talk about the little disciplines, you know. And, and, and you know, obviously we, we don't have everything figured out and all that stuff. But, you know, the little tricks that we do, we have discovered, we'll share, you know, because. Uh, a lot of that wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit explaining things to mm. us, you know, because yeah. like he's tailor made a lot of things, a lot of solutions for me, you know, mm. that I know for a fact, if I told people, they'd be like, does that actually work? You know, mm. or sometimes people tell me, listen, the Lord actually led me and it's working in this. And I'm like, what? It's That's working? Like, like, I could never imagine doing that, yeah. you know, but, but everyone's unique, you know, different things work for different people, but the Holy Spirit knows uh, um, what will work for us, you know? So, mm. so, um, you know, this, this little trick of, of setting up and being deliberate, you know, about yeah. what you, what you want to do, you know, we never, ever reach an autopilot that's good for us. Mm. And, and that we need to accept, Bru, let, let's be honest here, okay? The Bible talks about the spirit and the flesh, yeah. right? Our autopilot, because of Adam, is the flesh. And the flesh leads to corruption. We don't have an autopilot that's good for us. Yeah, man, and even science will back it up. Like, um, what is it? One of the laws of thermodynamics where it says that everything Second eventually law. leads to uh, entropy. Yeah. Everything breaks out into chaos, man. 100%. That ain't good. <laughs> Every, everything tends to chaos. So, yeah. for example, if you leave an untidy room for a thousand years, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need, you need positive, uh, a purposeful energy or force right yeah. to change a circumstance yeah you know what i found and and the thing is this is you know i found that um when we when we stay very mental about these things and and don't go into action like what we spoke about in the last episode right yeah uh taking ourselves out of that autopilot becomes something very difficult and heavy yeah 100 percent. you know what i'm saying just because of the emotional state you know yeah and if we don't practice that daily if we don't get to the point where we say okay you know, right now I'm feeling out of it. I'm, I'm all that, whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I, I am, that is it. You know, you shut it down, slam the laptop closed. I'm out. <laughs> Leave the house, walk down the street. You don't know where you're going, but you're just tired. You know, you're like, yeah. I'm done, you know. In that process, um, if at some point we don't bring ourselves back to a sober mind and we, and we don't look at things objectively and we don't, uh, um, you know, disconnect from the emotions, we're going to be on that spiral that you spoke about. Yeah, you know, we said that thing happens so quickly. Before the, by the time you blink, you're like, wait, 
I got to being upset about getting something done to questioning my existence as a human being. Yes, that's so dramatic. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's like, like, does anyone that's even spiral, know? Man. Yeah, it. You, you know, we, and, and it's like this, you know? Yeah. Uh, granted, it's, it's a few hours, days, weeks, months that we can stay there. But when you blink and you open your eyes again, you're like, wait, wait a minute, you know? Mm. And, and I mean, as believers, you know, our better way, we know that the Bible teaches us to renew our minds. That's it. You with me? So when all those things are coming down on us and, and we're feeling down and frustrated and we can't see direction, you know, all that kind of stuff, we know that we've been given a better purpose. The purpose yeah. isn't the thing we're doing. The purpose yeah. is Christ, mm. experiencing him, experiencing everything that we have because of him, you know, mm. experiencing his nature, his emotions, his thoughts, his general feeling of self, you know, experiencing yeah. all of that. That's the empowerment to get things done. That's it. Yeah, 100%, man. And with that empowerment of Christ, it really just takes you back to, and this can really apply to everyone, whether they believe or not, mm. is that it's so important to realize that once you choose to experience the better way through Christ, you begin to live from the inside out. That's it. You know, meaning that what, what you experience on the inside is now going to perforate outwards yeah. and affect what you're experiencing the external instead of the other way around. And the quickest way to get into one of those downward spirals, like you mentioned, is to start living from the outside in. Easy. And, and, and man, we're living in South Africa. There is no shortage of outside in circumstances. You, you know what the hectic thing <laughs> is? Just spiral down. The hectic thing is we say South Africa, but it's the whole world now, bro. It literally is. I Dude. mean, we're all on the, on, in the same boat, unfortunately. It is, yeah. And even on a, on a micro level, I mean, let's just take some families that are disrupted. As soon as you wake up, you're bombarded, man. Already, you, you, you're starting at 100 revs per minute as soon as you wake up. And it's already, you, you're on the, what do you call, on the, on the back foot before you've even started. But um, I want to take it back to what you were saying in terms of being deliberate. What, what does that look like when you say deliberate, being deliberate in decisions being made, being deliberate mm. in how you're going to feel? What, what do you mean? Just that the audience can fully understand that this is what you mean by deliberate and this is what it looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I, I, I think we can break it down into two parts, right? All right. Um, firstly, with yourself. Yeah. Because I think, you, you know, we often underestimate that we have to manage ourselves. Okay. Underestimate, you say? Yeah, we underestimate that we have to manage ourselves or how much we have to manage ourselves. Now, mm. you know, when I say manage, manage myself, people think, oh, I've got to do the right thing. Or I've got to make sure I'm this. No, no, it's not. It's managing yourself is, uh, like the Bible tells us, is that, you know, Take every thought into captivity and submit it to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. So what does that mean? I mean, if I'm experiencing an emotional state of depression, okay. an emotional state of insecurity, an emotional state of uh, inadequacy, you know, all these kind of things. The, the crazy thing is, is that I've been given or placed in a position that I can manage that. I can yeah. choose something different. Oh, it's a big one. You can choose. You can choose something different. Because remember, mm. Christ chose us. Now we choose him. Right? Yeah. And when we choose him, we experience the empowerment to change those circumstances. So number one for me, Lou, I mean, and, and you can comment further on this about managing yourself, right? Yeah. What you're thinking, how you perceiving, you know, how you perceiving God, how you perceiving yourself, how you perceiving the world, you know, your emotional state, you know? Yeah. Because the truth is uh, a lot of people have a higher emotional state than other people. Now, when I say higher, I mean more intense, yeah. you know, emotional state. I mean, you talk to some people, it's like, dude, do you even have emotions? You're like a rock, you know? <laughs> then you talk to other people, and you're like, are emotions, Wakey. yeah, you talk to other people, and you're like, are emotions the only thing you have? <laughs> like, like, seriously, dude, like, what the heck, you know, kind of thing. And, um, and it's, not, it's not something that's incredibly complex, but it is something that's incredibly significant. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because, I mean, if we, if we could have peace in our hearts first, then everything that we do becomes easy to manage. Yeah. You know, so, so I mean, let, let's talk about that self-managing thing about being deliberate. I mean, if you're in a confrontational situation or a situation that you don't like, right? Yeah. What's the first emotion you have to manage? I want to punch them, man. <laughs> okay, I don't know if punching someone is an emotion, but I think you've been anger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like the physical result of the emotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, someone, someone notify uh, um, the University of Psychology that 
punching someone is a new emotion. That's that's the emotion, you know. <laughs> but I identify as a puncher. That's it. Punch on, man. Punch on. Keep it punchy. But let's let let's think about what happens if you try and go into that situation without managing that. Yeah. Oh man, that's a downward spiral in and of itself. Real quick, zero to hundred. It goes from me punching to getting punched back and then lights out. I'm like, oh man, nothing gets solved. It's just not a good picture, no matter which way we spin it. Dude, <laughs> either either you're gonna attempt to punch and miss or you're gonna get punched badly. It's just it's just how it is. It's you know? not a good option. <laughs> yeah. Well, thankfully for me, you know, I'm I'm when I'm in those angry angry situations, I'm significantly smaller than everyone. So punching is not my first option. But that is also true. Yeah, but on my side, <laughs> yeah. I, what I have to mediate or, or or moderate or control or manage is the word I use is my mouth. Yeah. You know, that I, I sometimes deep, my man. Cut ooh, deep. sometimes I'm quick <laughs> on the draw. You know, I'm quick on the draw and I do more damage. Yeah, like I, it would have been better if I punched someone than if I opened my mouth to speak. I'll be honest. You, it's you know, easier to apologize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sorry, I punched you in the face. <laughs> then, uh, sorry for what I said. Too late. Why you did you say that? Yeah. How long have you been thinking that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go down this whole spiral of like, <sighs> you know. But but it's it, it's a, a basic thing of that. So I mean, let's take another situation. I mean, um, let, let's say. Let's say you're in trouble. You've done something wrong. Okay. Yeah. Let's say it's work. You've done something wrong. Okay. Yeah. But you have no sight of the consequence. You have no sight of anything. You've given no evidence to make any conclusion. Yeah. Right. But because you're so scared of how it could be, you decide, no, what I've done is so terrible. The only way it out is for me to be fired. Sheesh. Yeah, now, now listen, that, that sounds hectic, but how often do people do that? Yeah. And wh- what do we do? We start off, we're like, ah, okay, it's not really that bad. Maybe my manager will help me. You know, maybe it'll be okay. An hour later, we're so fixated on that fear and that trembling and all that kind of stuff. And you listen, this is normal stuff, eh? This isn't yeah. like deep spiritual scenario. This is everyday stuff that people go through, you know? Yeah. Um, and let's say <laughs> they go, go, go. Four hours later, they see themselves at the robot with a board saying, any donation, welcome. <laughs> Yeah, you understand what I'm saying, and 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 yeah. <laughs> it's listen, dude. We laugh, but it's so hectic. Uh-huh. I promise you. You know, I had an incident two weeks ago, man, where there was something that I had to solve, but I got myself into such a spin, yeah, b- because I was running. It, it it just affected me so badly that I was just running, and I, and eventually, you know, I had to have someone with me and say, "Listen, focus. Whoa, relax. Focus. Take it back. Take <laughs> yeah. a deep breath. Okay." Let's work with the evidence we have. What evidence? Yeah. This is a waste of time. I'm so done. I'm finished. Dude, two days later, I was back to normal. Uh, you're, you're a cake, bro. Yeah, dude, unfortunately, <laughs> I look like an absolute idiot. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, but the truth is, is, is we can't get ourselves into those spins. So like you were saying, when we're living from the outside in, we're trying to manage all of those things there, not realizing that those things will become chaotic if we're not managing ourselves. Oof, yeah, but if we're living from the inside out, like how you were explaining, in Christ first and He's our purpose first, then what's going to happen is is that before we even go out and do anything, we're going to make sure that we're carrying the state that He's in. Mm. You with me? Yeah, man, I can completely relate to that. I was busy laughing so much with what you were saying because I was he thinking back to real estate days? And <laughs> oh man, it's funny because as soon as something goes wrong with the one transaction, the first thought that pops into my mind is like all my other buyers are going to leave me all my other sellers are going to ditch me and then i'm going to get fired it's literally that extreme man and it, it's 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 absolutely mental and oh you know i was busy breaking this down to to um my partner the other day and i was busy telling her i was like hey this is something you need to manage because as soon as you're in that downward spiral party a b and c isn't getting affected the way you are yeah you're not even aware of the effect this is having on you, but mm. at the end of the day, you're the only one that can manage this, right? And the the, the picture that I like to use in my head, and it, it's helped me, is that I like to see everything on different plates. You know, I'm one of those guys that doesn't like the food to mix on my plate. So literally, veggies in one plate, meat on another plate, carbohydrates on another. No way. So, and then I'm no, no, then I'm no, 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 no. Okay, I gotta pause you. You just gotta, you just gotta manage yourself for a second. Take a step back. Okay. 
I'm very well managed. I'm compartmentalized, bro. Okay, okay, okay. Wait. Are you telling me when you sit and eat dinner, if you've got yeah. proteins, veg, and carbohydrates, like, for example, meat, veg, carbohydrates, yeah. right? So let's say you've got steak, veggies, and mash. Yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. Is that not on one plate? Well, they, they, there's a few concessions that can be made. Proteins and carbs can chill together, but veggies are always by themselves. So like, like steak and mash? Steak and mash can chill on the same plate with gravy. That's okay. fine. Okay, so so you slice the steak, you put a bit of mash on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You don't add veggie on top of that? Hell no. Not a chance, bro. Lou, Lou, you are missing out, brother. Hold on. Listen, 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 listen. Are you telling me that you would eat that bowl of veggies by themselves? I'll tell you what I do, bro. I'll, I'll break it down for you. And you know what? People in the in the comments can agree or disagree. This is a team bash or team Lou situation. Everyone vote team bash. Everyone vote team Lou. What I do, right? And I'm, I promise you I'm not the only one that does this. I'll eat that bowl of veggies first. I leave the best for last. You know, we, we get all the grunt work out the way. We get everything that needs to happen done. And then we sit back and we enjoy ourselves. <laughs> Some good carbs, some good protein, man. But Lou, the veggies, first order of operation, finish and claw, done. Down the. It's, it's normal, bro. Okay, Lou, if you just added a bit of veggies with every bite, you're getting a full experience, bro. Nah, man, that's like um, sure. Let me think of a appropriate example here. That's like putting a little bit of oil into each uh, cup of coffee. Like you're just running the whole cup of coffee. What the flip? And we, it we is to, that extreme. <laughs> we got to oil and coffee. Okay. Okay, well, vote. Viewers, let us know. Team Bash or Team Lou on this issue. But anyway, back to your point. Yeah. You, back you to my point, Rod. Sheesh. That was a digression. But yeah, we go. Back to the point. Right. The way that I like to see it is that everything is on a separate plate. Mm. So if something is going wrong with this customer, it doesn't mean the whole business is failing. No. It doesn't mean sure. the relationship with every other single customer is now going to fail. It's mm. all on separate plates, mm. right? And it's the same with managing relationships. If I'm having an argument with my sister, it shouldn't affect my relationship now with my friends, mm. my grandmother, my father, my dog. It's just weird. But that comes down, and the point that I'm trying to make is that deliberate management of self. Exactly. That, that is exactly. the deliberate choice to make then. Yeah. All right, cool. Something's going wrong here. And then, yes, it's going to affect everything else, or no, it's not. And obviously, there is going to be times where the situation does overlap and, and bleed into other situations. And most often, that's out of your control if it is that kind of situation. But in most most cases, it's a choice to be made. Yeah. And I like what you were saying there about the, the management of self because it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning about that deliberate thought process of where was I a year ago? Mm. Where was I two years ago? Where was I two months ago? And it can actually almost happen on a day-to-day -day process. You know yeah. what? This is what happened today. But tomorrow... I'm going to make sure that I actually wake up with an objective because today I didn't and I wasted three hours of my morning. Exactly. You know, silly example, but exactly. it's the same mechanic. Yeah. And, and what I find is that that all bleeds into the management of self does not happen if you're not consistent. Mm. You know, that, 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 that's what I, I found is that I have to be consistent with that. And if I can be consistent in that, I can be consistent in other things. And I think the beauty of the tools that we've been discussing in episode five and now in episode six is that once you begin, you begin to see the value in them. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Exactly. So once you start being consistent and disciplined, the, the fruit's almost immediate. Yeah, for sure. You know, in, yeah. in, in a small degree or even a large degree as to how valuable this is. Mm. And then you can hold yourself accountable to that, which is quite cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and you know, the, we, we mentioned this, which was the episode where we said Objective Anchor 3. It was episode 3, yeah. Yeah, yeah 2 or 3, whatever. Uh, where we spoke about the objective anchor, you know, and, uh, and you know, I just want to drop this in here. It may be a bit too heavy for the podcast or whatever, but I just want to drop it in here in a summarized form is that yeah. this is where people miss the purpose of the cross of Jesus. You know, right. th this is where they miss um, the need for a sacrifice. Yeah. Okay. Basic, just quickly, 30 seconds, right? Is that those judgments that you we were talking about earlier that we were making, right? Is yeah. Because when we're in a situation where we've faulted or we've, you know, missed the mark or whatever it is, right? We give ourselves the worst judgment possible based on mm. everything we know about ourselves. Yeah. Because in that moment, you're judging yourself for that lie you told when you were six years old as well. <laughs> like right there in that moment. It's got nothing to do with the situation. 
but you're doing that, right? <laughs> added on, Charlie, added on. <laughs> exactly. And, and the thing is this, is that there's no way to escape that except when you see the punishment of it. Yeah. But this is where the purpose of Christ's cross came in, is that um, God showed us the ultimate punishment. Mm. You know, the punishment on the cross was beyond any punishment we could ever give ourselves. Yeah. And God was saying is that that was the punishment you deserve. Take Christ's punishment so that you could have peace in your heart. So you don't have this fear. Because even if, even if there are natural consequences to what you, the decisions or the actions you took or whatever, which they always are, you know, it's never the end. It's never going to be your death, right? Take accountability, you know, take the judgment of Christ and say, okay, Lord, I'm tr- I-, I accept the judgment and I'm trusting you now going forward. Mm. You know, that is probably the most crucial step in managing yourself. <laughs> you with me? Because people get so down on themselves when they miss the mark. It's yeah. called condemnation. That's what the Bible tells us, you know? That's it. And, and Christ has given us a punishment that we can take instead of punishing ourselves. That's it. But, but what is the purpose of that? The purpose of that is that so that we can have confidence in him yeah you you understand what i'm saying and even if we deserve the natural consequence whatever it is for our mistake that's fine god's still with us Mm. you you understand what i'm saying god's still with us so when we talk about these tools and lou i mean you know obviously you know getting to the end of the episode now oh i gotta put that in post oh you know oh Oh. (laughs) let's talk about let's talk about some some basic things you know that you do and that i do right when yeah. these things. So number one for me, right? Uh, I'll say this: when I get incredibly emotional, mm-hmm. for me personally, the number one thing I do is keep quiet. Great tip, great <laughs> advice. Everyone, write that down. <laughs> Grab what you must. Go into the memos on your phone. Take it down. Just keep quiet, man. Yeah, keep exactly. Quiet. And and even when I'm very <laughs> upset, if someone's pushing me to talk, I'll tell them, "Listen, I love talking to you." Yeah. But I'll talk to you when I'm ready. Give me a second. Because the problem is when my emotions dissipate and I forget what I said, you heard what I said without my same emotions. Exactly. Exactly. So, you you know, I mean, if I didn't like, if I didn't like the color of your nose that day, you're going to remember it for the rest (laughs) of your life. I was just like, sorry, I was having a bad day. Exactly, man. And and that's such a, oh, you know, I just need to thank you for making that point because I don't think people understand the value of space. Yeah, space. When 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 the going gets tough, space can be the the most helpful and most simple thing to implement. It's exactly. just take some space, cool down, do what you need to come back to a, mm. a place of 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 peace in your own own mind and heart. Yeah, just so that you don't damage everything around you. Because I'm and, telling you, nothing can be sorted in that state of emotions, man. Nothing. Whether you're worldly or Christian, or I don't actually care who you are. If you're a human, <laughs> you if you're a human, that is it. Right? <laughs> that is basic principles 101 because exactly. look emotions have a specific purpose and maybe we can yeah. get into that at some episode you know but that thing of space it works both ways if you're yeah. asking people for it also you got to be ready to give people space 100% you know I've seen I've seen people like like <clears throat> couples especially you know they get into a thing or whatever and one of them's not right or whatever it's like tell me what's wrong right now no 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 you know I'm like whoa God, what are you doing yeah. You know, people have to manage themselves. Give them, give them yeah. a chance, you know, yeah. to manage themselves. Let them, let them sit with God and let them just release that stuff and, and get it in order, you know, yeah. so that when they come to you, they're whole, they're peaceable. Because yeah. do you want to be the re- on the receiving end of trying to manage all that stuff? All those yeah. vicious emotions and that insecurity and all that stuff. I get stressed out. I'm like, whoa. whoa yeah, and actually like, why the hell do you think you can manage that for someone else? <laughs> exactly. Like, you, no one can. <laughs> That's why we're supposed to walk with God first before we walk with each other. Our relationships can better only, way, man. Exactly. That's the better way. Our relationships can only be healthy if we're walking with God first. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, number one, I keep quiet when I'm really like that. Number yeah. two, as a believer, right, I have to make the conscious decision that Whatever judgments I make about myself, they have to be in line with God's judgments about me. Yeah, well, that's your accountability, man. And you unfortunately, yeah, a lot of believers miss that completely. Mm. They they want to pick and choose when that's an, an option to them. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you want to be mature about your walk with 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 God, is that it can't be like that. Mm. He's mm. standing can't be good when the going is good, and 
all of a sudden your standards fine when the going gets tough. Exactly. It's, that's not the accountability we call to. And quite frankly, that's not portraying the correct image to anyone else around you either. And exactly. that can be quite detrimental as well. Yeah. And it's just damaging to the relationships because it gets confusing as hell, man. No, it really does, dude. It's like, I mean, how do I approach you now? Like, mm. like oh, where are we getting our middle ground with each other? It's just so confusing. It's, it just does not work. <laughs> and I like what you said when the going's good and the going's tough. You know, because the truth is, the Bible tells us that we live by faith. Yeah. And faith is what God says. We have mm. to trust what he says. So, so Inside out. Yeah, to, to live by faith. When I'm down, all right, yeah. to, to, to honestly self-manage myself. Self-manage myself. Uh-huh. Well. To honestly manage myself when I'm down, what I need yeah. to do is, is that I can't make a judgment from a down space. Yeah. I got to make a judgment in accordance with what God is saying. Yeah. Because because of Jesus, we know that God's opinion of us never changes. Yeah. You with me? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is why, as believers and anyone out there, do not surround yourself with people that are only interested in you doing correctly or doing well. Performance, man. It's an absolute killer. Exactly. You have absolute. got to surround yourself with people who are interested in you believing correctly. That's it. Because if you believe correctly, you will do correctly. Mm-hmm. You know, it might take you a while, but you'll yeah. eventually get there. It's a process. Exactly. It's not something, it's not a snap your fingers and it'll happen. But uh, man, and that's something that we can actually go into maybe next mm. episode is that, that that sort of idea of the doing correctly, because it's impossible. Mm. Those, those goalposts shift and change on a daily basis. Yeah. What was good enough yesterday is not going to be good enough tomorrow. And that's because it's based on that person's emotions, which is based on another person's emotions. And <laughs> the rabbit mm. hole goes on and on and on. Mm. But um, yeah, and, definitely can't be doing that. Yeah, you can't, Bruce. I mean, let's see. Number one I said was, um, you know, be quiet with when you're in an emotional state. Yeah. Take deep breaths, calm yourself down and think clearly. Number two, don't make judgments that are yeah. contradictory to God's judgments or views of you, right? Yeah. Num- number three um, what, what I want to say is, is that whatever outcome that you are imagining or putting through or whatever, right? Don't imagine an outcome independent of God with you. Don't imagine an outcome of God independent. No, independent of God with you. So don't imagine an outcome, an outcome where God isn't with you. Yeah. Because okay. I mean, I mean, you know, David in the Bible, he ran and he hid in a cave because everyone wanted to kill him. But mm. He didn't fear being on the run because he always knew God was with him. You look yeah. at the apostles always being in prison and, and being martyred yeah. and all that stuff. They didn't fear those outcomes because God was with him. That's Joseph. It. Joseph stood naked on a slave trading block. And the Bible tells us that Joseph was a blessed man because God was with him. You know, <laughs> And the key to even going through natural consequences from bad decisions or mistakes or all these things is that, okay, God's with me going through this. Yeah. You with me? And now, listen, that's radical. That is radical, radical because people think, oh, but God's with me. It should be all hunky-dory. You're still in charge of your life. Yeah. But you can Go listen to episode three and four, guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you can choose who you're going to walk it with. Yeah. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. That, that, I think for me, that's my like, top three points to, to manage yourself first before yeah. you try and achieve consistency. First, yeah. be consistent in being in Christ. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. With, with, with your your, your soul state, your consciousness. Mm. Be consistent in being in Christ through faith in what he's done. Yeah. I think that, that's what I would share this episode. What, I mean, what would you, you give the peeps to? My man, I don't know how you expect me to match that. No, you don't need to match. It's free <laughs> I'm really taking it. notes here for myself. I'm like, hey, Bash, why didn't we have this discussion before, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, we probably have, but you yeah, know what we, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it comes out in different ways, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, but those are three beautiful steps. And I think what we'll do, we'll actually post those on our social media mm. so that the, the audience can go take a look at it and save it and screenshot it and share it because that is invaluable. Mm. And, you know, from our side, more from the practical side of things when it comes to the consistency, it's um it might sound like a cliche but but start small guys just start small i mean if you guys are embarking on a new hobby or a new whatever new work workplace job or responsibility and you know it requires some learning my advice to you and it's a very practical step in closing is to literally set apart 20 minutes each day and commit 20 minutes to it yeah i mean bash we've got 24 hours a day of which most people are probably sleeping 68 hours that leaves what another 16 18 hours left just dedicate 20 minutes each day 
and you'll see 100%. once that 20 minute mark hits you actually going to go over it by another five ten even 30 to 40 minutes and it's not going to feel like a burden yeah and the reason and the psychology behind why the 20 minute rule works is that it's not a massive hurdle in your mind and we can touch on that in the next episode to say don't talk yourselves out of big situations guys or out of what seems to be a big yes. process and that's something that I think will be really, really practical for us to chat about. Mm. But yeah, guys, from my side, it's honestly commit 20 minutes. And I'm actually challenging the audience. If there's anything that you are trying to achieve right now, starting from tomorrow or starting from two days after you listen um, to the podcast, once the weekend begins, just set aside 20 minutes and put your mind down to whatever it is that you're looking to do. And I promise you, you are going to have such a dopamine rush once you've actually put aside the 20 minutes followed through and you see something at the end of it. Yeah. And Lou, and that's, that's a huge point, you know, because the simple thing of 20 minutes every day or consistently yeah. is better than 10 hours every once in a while. hundred percent, man. It's exponential. It's a, yeah. It's a compound interest effect, you know, that's yeah. just going to keep rising and rising. But I think that's it for episode six, you know, guys. So from, uh, from my side, Bash as always, please like, share, subscribe, let us know your thoughts. You know, we want to know if this stuff is helpful to you, please. Because we mm -hmm. want to talk about, obviously, we have lots to yap our jaws about. We know that. But we want to make sure that we're helping you guys. So episode six, please like, share, comment, send it around. Um, let us know if there's anything in the episode you'd like to hear more about before we yeah. get on to episode seven. We are really enjoying this. Uh, we've been discussing some new content ideas and everything. So uh, Respawn hasn't even started taking shape yet. We just, we've just left the blocks, you know. Yeah. But it's going to be an amazing journey. So stick with us. And as always, from my side, grace and peace. Uh, Lou, your side? Yeah, from our side to the audience, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, please, please, please comment. We want to hear from you. It is an absolute, it's becoming a must that we need to start getting comments. To everyone that has been commenting, thank you. It's, thank you. it's an absolute joy. We, we appreciate you. We thank you very much. And um, yeah, Bash, you couldn't have said it any better. This is literally the beginning of something beautiful, something exciting. And um, I'm having an absolute blast. So... <laughs> I encourage everyone to join us next week as well. Definitely going to carry on with this topic. I think it's quite juicy, Bash. Yeah. But right. um, to your point of earlier with the just a little interjection, yeah, with what you were discussing on the purpose of the cross, in the description below, we're going to have the link to the CWW channel. Go check it out if you guys are looking to get a more in-depth look and feel and take on what we mean by what is the purpose of the cross. Go uh, take a look at CWW. Join us on a Sunday, send us a message, pop us a message if you need more details. And we'll be hoping to see you guys there. But from our side, as always, guys, welcome to Respawn.